0: Good morning, everybody. These are the morning announcements from Fiddle and Pipe Podcast.
1: With Brittany and Catherine. Also, you might want to whisper because it is early in the morning. And our listeners are still sweepy.
0: Well, I'm fully awake. Well, first off, if you really love us, then please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you are listening to us via Apple Podcasts, please follow us if you're on any other streaming platform. And if you love us a little bit more then come join our facebook group fiddle and pipe forum where we will be putting out special announcements on the podcast even posting things that are relevant to what our episodes are about
1: also if y'all would please share us to anyone who might want to listen to a new podcast two sassy women talking books playing instruments i mean that's your built-in advertisement right there But for reals, word of mouth is how we are going to grow, keep growing. We do appreciate all of you who have communicated with us via the Facebook group, who have reviewed us on Apple and any other streaming services that do so, and who have shared us to hopefully future listeners.
0: Please and thank you. If you extra love us, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash fiddleandpipe. That is where you'll get extra bonus content of our Fiddle and Pipe Happy Hour podcast, which we are recording this week, so stay tuned.
1: We also have listener support on Anchor, which is anchor.fm slash Pipe. There are three different tiers for a monthly small fee that you can join. Both of these are essentially crowdsourcing efforts. It takes a lot of time and effort and money to launch a podcast I mean Catherine how many
0: hours do you put in a week to the podcast you think oh I spend a majority of my Saturday editing one of our episodes I spend
1: at least two or three hours a day working on podcasting stuff so this is essentially a full-time gig for both of us Mm
0: -hmm. we would
1: love to cover more expenses to make our podcast better and a small way that some of our listeners can do that if they feel so obliged is to donate a monthly donation donate a few bucks to help us out we would really appreciate it
0: i think i should have like mailed you some coffee from la belle today i
1: had two cups of coffee and i still feel like i'm riding the struggle bus
0: <laughs> it's a monday speaking of mondays we are not posting our episodes on mondays anymore we have moved to wednesday so if you are following our podcast just here's the sitch
1: We're coming out on Wednesdays now, so it's Fiddle and Pipe Wednesdays.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last but not least, follow us on social media, on Instagram. I'm at CatFlinchFlute, and Brittany is at?
1: BMRossMusic.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, those are the morning announcements. Drink some coffee. Enjoy the rest of your morning. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.
1: Hi, I'm Brittany Ross and I play the fiddle.
0: I'm Catherine Blinchem and I play the pipe.
1: And together we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing
0: topics beyond the staff.
1: So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in.
0: What's up, Fiddle and Pipe peeps? This is Catherine speaking, and I am joined by. <coughs> Oh, were you not going to
1: introduce me? You made it sound like you were going to introduce me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, I'm- You don't get an intro. You can introduce yourself.
1: (laughs) My name is Brittany Bitch.
0: In all realness, though, free Brittany.
1: Yeah, that whole thing's ridiculous.
0: It is. I am so angry about that, actually. I
1: didn't realize that her dad basically owns her until I looked back into it, and then I was like, oh, this is weird. Do you have Hulu? Yes. Yes. Is there a documentary on it?
0: Yes. Have you watched... It's, um, the New York Times Presents. That's what it's called. And it has a whole thing about Britney Spears. I kind of knew about her childhood because, um, when I was a kid, instead of watching Crossroads, like everybody else, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my mom bought me a DVD... Or not a DVD, a VHS, because this was before we got a DVD player. Mm -hmm. It was, like, her documentary, and it was, like, they were, like interviewing her and stuff, and she was talking about her childhood, what she did when she was a kid in the Mickey Mouse Club, and they also go behind the scenes of all those early music videos that she did, like, uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time, Uh, You Drive Me Crazy, Sometimes, all that. I may have had those songs memorized, even today. No shame. But, I mean, I kind of had an idea about her family a little bit, but it, this is, like, a real, like, truth documentary about how the media took advantage of her Mm -hmm. i remember when all that stuff was happening and i remember being like this is nuts and i felt really bad because i really like britney spears but that bull crap that happened this past week with the judge not taking in consideration this petition
1: but bill cosby is free
0: yeah we can free bill cosby
1: he got released on a technicality Apparently he- I don't have the full scoop. This is what I heard from my friend, so I would definitely fact-check this. But I heard that he basically told someone some stuff, and apparently due to some technicality that was okay, but if he told another person he would have been found guilty. It's some kind of constitutional loophole.
0: This world is so messed up. I mean, it just doesn't make sense why we won't let somebody that is fully capable to be in control of their lives, and then we Mm -hmm. allow somebody that has been, on multiple accounts, have done some pretty wrong things to women, just Mm -hmm. live freely. Mm -hmm. I think this is a sign that we are definitely in the apocalypse.
1: Like, everything else wasn't already telling us that.
0: (laughs) I know. Like, this is just adding more.
1: (laughs) This is a great segue into our episode. Yes. <laughs> Today, we were wanting to talk about what everyone else has been talking about for the last year and a half, COVID, this sh- shitty pandemic that we found ourselves in.
0: As if we already didn't think that we were living in the apocalypse with COVID, so...
1: Yeah, COVID, and then um, the Black Lives Matter stuff last summer, and the election drama, it's just, I feel like it's just been non-stop.
0: I think with the access to social media, it's, there's a lot more light shed on these issues, so that's why it feels so overwhelming. Personally, do I feel overwhelmed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard sometimes, and I'm just gonna be honest, along with what I have to do here.
1: here's in fiddle and pipe?
0: Fiddle and pipe, teaching, practicing, performing, working my other jobs that are not musical. It's really hard to keep up with everything. I, I, and I try to do as much as I can to be up to date, but it, it's very overwhelming. It causes me a little bit of anxiety. Where's the good news?
1: Yeah, I feel like since March of last year, it's been just constant shit after shit. And like, I, we have not gotten a break at all. Mm-mm. And when I think there's something good happening, it just turns into shit again. Like, David and I went to Savannah Yeah. last, was it last week? No, the week before last week. And it was amazing. But we had a bunch of car expenses come up beforehand. And then Figaro, I had to bring them to the emergency vet and stuff. And then the vacation was expensive. So now we have a little too much credit card debt. Scary. So it's just like, this. this was supposed to be something that we've never done. Something that we wanted to enjoy. And
0: then it's just, oh, well now we don't have any money. I can definitely relate to that because I remember a few, oh this was back in 2019, which feels like it was five years ago, by the way. It
1: really does.
0: (laughs) Right after your wedding I started saving up money. Earlier that spring and summer I was traveling a lot because you were getting married and I, I was going back and forth to Georgia to do your wedding stuff. And then another friend of ours got married and I was traveling there to like go watch him get married and stuff like that. So I was spending a lot of money on traveling. And then not only that, Mm -hmm. but then like I had to work my butt off for the next like few months. So Woody and I could go to Seattle for a whole week because I think the last time we took a vacation before then was... 2014 mm-hmm. and I was just like well I need to save my money I really want to go explore Seattle and Portland and have fun with the person I love and then right after that my car gets totaled <laughs> uh. I was so angry because like there was a part of me that was just like I could have used that money to like pay this car off and instead I'm like
1: go on vacation yeah
0: like now I'm this much money, like, I have to pay this off, and it was just a nightmare, and I think that's all I've been doing for the last, like, almost two years is paying off this damn car, and it sucks. That's how
1: we felt, too, and both of our cars had issues. Mm -hmm. David was like, uh, we shouldn't have gone on vacation, but it was like, uh, no, sometimes you just- you need to do what's healthy for yourself yeah. even if it's not healthy for your wallet.
0: <laughs> I can definitely agree to that. Like for me, I really want to go home, come home, I miss you. I want to I want to come home. I want to see you. I want to see other friends of mine. I want to see mostly my parents. Me. Well, it's my dog first and then you.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, then why don't you ha- why don't you have Jack
0: and I have a bond.
1: J- Jack and Pipe podcast then.
0: He'll just be silent the entire time and just lick my knee or something. (laughs) Dogs are the best. Yeah.
1: We're not worth- No offense to Lacey. We're not worth dogs. Or no, what am I trying to say?
0: We don't deserve dogs. Yeah, we don't deserve
1: dogs. (laughs) We really don't.
0: We don't. They're the best creatures ever. They can tell when you're stressed and they are there to be like, pet me, cuddle me. I'm going to give you a kiss. like.
1: I mean, I'm the same way. Are... You could just have me around.
0: Alright, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do to David? <laughs>
1: to you, to da- You pet me. I like your face. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are... We'll have a fiddle and pipe podcast reunion and I'll pet you.
1: As long as it's not heavy petting.
0: <laughs> so, we were actually going to talk about kind of getting back into because we were talking about COVID, Mm -hmm. how COVID is kind of, we're moving forward from it.
1: Things are slowly and surely opening up, yeah.
0: Because we are getting vaccinated and we should get vaccinated so we can get back to normal. Mm-hmm. And how, how are you feeling about that, Brittany?
1: Uh, I mean, I am. I'm very excited. I got the all clear from a couple of the orchestra directors I used to work with that they mm. are going to start bringing people like clinicians back into schools next semester.
0: That's good. Yeah,
1: I'm a little nervous because I, I don't know how after, you know, a year and a half of schools being kind of shut down, I don't know how the budget's going to be affected. So that makes me a little bit nervous. If I'm going to get money in any way, I want to do it in my field. Like, I've started picking up DoorDash to earn a few extra bucks.
0: Not a bad way, though.
1: I mean, it's nice. It's on my own time. It's not like when I worked at Total Wine and I was slaving away for 50 hours a week (laughs) (laughs) selling booze Mm, to alcoholics.
0: And then you're like, I'm going to take some of that myself. For (laughs) real.
1: Well, no, actually, I I think I drank less when I worked at Total Wine.
0: I mean, when I was working at... Pizza Hut I I never really ate pizza mm-hmm. unless I went out with like friends and we ended up going to a pizza restaurant or if I I just decided to make a pizza on my own but I never really did and I think that's why when I was working at Pizza Hut a lot of people thought I was vegetarian or vegan because <laughs> you didn't eat no. the pizza I, just, <laughs> I applied to Pizza Hut because I didn't that wasn't my favorite pizza place. I liked Papa John's and I was like, I don't want to work there because I'm going to get sick of Papa John's. Yeah. And so I worked at Pizza Hut and actually it worked out kind of well.
1: But I'm excited to just start after a year and a half of, you know, having everything severely limited in our field to start having that stuff come back, having that income stream come back. I am nervous after going that long, working at least music wise, maybe 10 hours a week and going mm. back to doing 30 to 50 hours a week seems kind of scary.
0: I am terrified.
1: Of things coming back or or just working?
0: I think I'm just terrified because so when COVID first started it was like the regular routine and system that we were used to. It just completely went from I'm working this many hours a week to like Mm
1: -hmm. very
0: minimal and I, I remember I was terrified then.
1: I was also terrified then.
0: Yeah. And then as the months went by and we were kind of functioning still, like, I mean, for me, at least I was, I was still out and about during COVID. I was trying to be as safe as possible because I had to be, I had to be at work. I had to work Mm -hmm. at the coffee shop and I was still teaching lessons. I was teaching lessons in person, but with very like safe precautions as best as I could Mm -hmm. in my own space. But I got used to this system of working this many days a week at the coffee shop, doing this many hours for my other job, working in music, like, different kind of things. Yeah, it wasn't the same as years you past. You get kind of but...
1: used to it after a while. It's, it's a routine.
0: Yeah, I got so used to it. I got used to waking up very, very early in the day and ending my day very, very, very mm-hmm. early in the day, <laughs> like going to bed mm-hmm. at 9 o'clock. <laughs> now, I mean, within this last week at least, I was performing with a... Local orchestra, and I had to travel a lot, and we had late night rehearsals. And doing that for the first time in so freaking long, it was overwhelming.
1: Yeah, we didn't record.
0: (laughs) I was just so tired. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it's like I had these late evenings, and I still had these early mornings to do. I I was just sitting there, and it just took me back to when I used to do this in school. I used to do this especially when I was out of school. And I just told myself, I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I get that as a freelancer, working obviously is a little bit more unorthodox, not unorthodox, but I guess our schedules are a lot different compared to like normal we don't nine have, to have, Yeah, we don't have the
1: standard nine to five kind of.
0: Yeah, I definitely realized after this week that I need to manage my time well. I need to limit or set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like if I can work in the morning for this job, I can. But if I know that it's not a good idea, hold off. Yeah. It will get solved on its own Mm -hmm. or someone else will figure it out. I I don't know. Yeah. There
1: comes a point where it's just not your problem.
0: Yeah. And I did not do that. I did not do that at all. Mm -hmm. I should have done it and I survived, which is fine. But as I move forward, hopefully get a little bit more performance gigs. And if they do end up being more late night stuff, I need to be better at time management. Yeah, same. Setting those boundaries and taking care of myself because before this, I was not giving myself a day off. Even during COVID, I wasn't giving myself a day off. And then finally, I just said, I can't do this anymore. And starting like February, March, I finally just gave myself a day off. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. And I'm, I'm just going to do it. I can't feel guilty about it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to feel rested. Mm-hmm. If I need to practice something, I have that time to practice. If I need to clean something in my house, like my loft, <laughs> I will have time to do it. And I would rather do those things on a day where I don't have crap to do.
1: Yeah. My issue was I I don't know how to be idle and be content being idle. I'm someone who always needs to be moving and always needs to be doing something. I function best when I'm busy and under stress because that's when I utilize uh, my time the best. So I feel like a lot of COVID has been a, a lot of wasted time on my end. Really? Yeah, it's been really unfortunate because I've had so much time, but I just don't really do anything with it. Or I get caught up in something and I spend way too much time on it. Like I, along with help from one of my neighbors, like really cleaned up and from David, really cleaned up our yard. And then I just get so fixated on things, but then other things go to the wayside. I struggle not having anything to do. Anything pressing to do.
0: Have you ever thought about, like, writing down a list?
1: So you recommended The Unclassical Musician to me, that podcast?
0: Yes. I've started
1: listening to it, and in one of her early episodes, she talks about the importance of scheduling self-care. Scheduling stuff down is not a new concept to me. All throughout school, I feel like I've heard to schedule practicing and treat it like a class, but never to schedule other things. Interesting. So I've kind of taken it and kind of adapted it. So I will look at the day and see what I have to do. Like, what's in the schedule? You know, am I teaching? What time? You know, doing DoorDash, for example, it's nice to have like the lunch spot open to do that. Mm -hmm. So I like schedule time in to do that. I schedule time in to teach. And then from there, I'm like, okay, here's all this other time that I can exercise, walk the dog get chores done, et cetera. And actually writing that down, Now I don't do it hour by hour, but I'm like, oh, 10 to 11 is breakfast, exercise with Alki, chores, post stuff on eBay. And just like kind of having that list of things to do during that time, I feel like it keeps mm-hmm. me more organized and more grounded. And I think I need to do that when I get busy because when, if, I guess I should say if, things get back to normal normal, Kelly, of were pre-COVID. I was clinicianing at schools for a whole school day Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. and then teaching anywhere from like two and a half to four or five hours every evening, Monday through Friday. And then weekends, I occasionally had a wedding gig or I had some other kind of performance, like an orchestra or something. And then that's a lot. Yeah. I can't imagine being used to this amount of freedom and flexibility and trying to fit that into a more condensed work life. Does that make sense?
0: That makes a lot of sense because I feel the same exact thing. Also, shout out to Tori, who hosts The Unclassical Musician. If you have not listened to it and you're a musician, go check out her podcast. It's pretty dang cool, so. Yeah,
1: we'll post it in our description.
0: Yeah, but I definitely feel that way because, I mean, I was clinicianing at three schools And there was one that I was there every single week. I was literally there all day Mm -hmm. and I mean it took up a lot of my time and then like not only that but then afterwards I would either be teaching or going to rehearsal and rehearsal would usually last like three hours right (laughs) into the evening and then I would wake up the next morning to clinician at another school. (laughs) I, I genuinely don't know how I did it. I don't know how I survived but I'm terrified. I'm seriously terrified of just burning myself out down to the ground and feeling the same way that I felt before all this Mm -hmm. because I I just remember I was so burned out and unhappy and I wasn't really sure where I was going Mm -hmm. with music and then COVID happened and it made me more unsure yeah but over this period of time I have realized what I would like to focus on more of and I would like to keep it that way for now. Mm -hmm. And if that means doing less time in other specific areas, then do it. For instance, I enjoy working out, Mm -hmm. like spending time for myself working out. Mm -hmm. I like to think of it that Elle Woods in Legally Blonde says, (laughs) exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people don't shoot their husbands. They just don't.
1: The words of wisdom right there.
0: (laughs) Yes, if you haven't watched Legally Blonde, what are you doing? Anyway, um, but for real, I enjoy, if it's not later in the afternoon where I can go on a run when it's not thunderstorming, like it's poster day, and I'm very angry about that, screw you, Denver, I'll do it in the morning, and I feel pretty good. I know that exercise is not for everybody, but for me, it makes me happy. yeah meditating makes me happy. I like sitting out on my porch meditating. I like sitting on my porch reading books. I've been reading more than I have been in the last like 15 years. Yeah. I enjoy those little things. I enjoy morning time with Lacey, having a cup of coffee, watching catfish because I love trash reality TV Mm -hmm. with my cat. My cat loves it too. (laughs) I like those little things. I like spending time with Woody when we have a night together to eat dinner together or go out and have dinner together. And I would want to spend more time with him. Mm -hmm. I would like to spend time with friends because one of my friends from high school just moved up here. Mm -hmm. We've been hanging out together and it's great and I forgot what it's like to socialize with real people.
1: Instead of virtual?
0: Yeah or by text or anything like it's so fun and different. Mm-hmm. I like having those little like pockets of time for other things that don't always involve work and I feel like I've just been working and it's non-stop and I get it like in order to get to where we want to be in our careers it does involve a lot of hard work mm-hmm. but I'm sitting there and I'm like does it really mean that I have to sacrifice my happiness? No,
1: you need to work smarter, not harder. Exactly.
0: And so, again, I need to be better at time management. Yeah,
1: and so do I, because I'm realizing... I think part of my issue, what I said earlier about being idle with COVID, is that I am so emotionally overwhelmed that I just don't do things. I don't I don't yeah. take, like, a depression nap, but I would spend... I would hyper fixate on one thing that I had to do, or I would lose track of the things I had to do, or I would put too much time into one activity, basically. I, I feel like I just couldn't handle things. I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at it because I feel like we're just kind of living in a constant state of, ah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited for, to go back to doing, to oh, yeah. working, and not being as worried about finances and that kind of stuff, and I I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Looking at how much I used to work at, in my old calendars is definitely really daunting. Yeah. Because I don't think self-care is as musicians is something that we've ever really thought about.
0: Do you remember being in school, mm-hmm. and like, I'm not going to say their name, but I remember somebody... They said in order to be successful, we need to be working every day, all day, even if that means not sleeping. And I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, I really like sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm a sloth. If anybody knows me, especially in the wintertime, I love being in my bed. Mm-hmm. I'm warm. I'm comfortable. You know, I know my body needs rest. It's It's a wonderful feeling. -hmm. I'll be really honest with you. I'm really glad that we did not record on Saturday.
1: I'm also glad we didn't record on Saturday because I...
0: You just ran in a swamp. Yeah, I ran the peach
1: tree and I I had to wake up at 4.40 that morning. Yeah,
0: that's insane. And then... That's my time when I wake up. Yeah,
1: I had like a couple hours after I came home between coming home and hanging out with my family and I literally just laid on the couch. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it too. I think this was Friday when I texted you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was dead. Friday, I was beat. Yeah. I think when I came home, I had like time, so I ended up cleaning my bathroom. <laughs> and hearing the ice cream truck parked outside my building, mm-hmm. I was about to get my flute out and play the jingle along with it. should I think I was sitting out of my apartment for an hour. I was thinking about it, but I was like, no, I'm cleaning my bathroom right now, and I'm not hungry for ice cream because I smell bleach. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I ended up cleaning my bathroom and cleaning my, cleaning Lacey's litter boxes and stuff, and then as soon as I sat on that couch and after I ate dinner, I, like, passed out. Yeah. And I think I woke up after Woody, because Woody wakes up around, like, 1030. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was dead tired. I didn't even, like, I didn't play. I, I think I sat in my living room and watched YouTube performances of orchestral excerpts that I'm (laughs)
1: working
0: on. Lacey and I had a good time watching that together. It was fun. I liked it. But yeah, I was dead tired.
1: So how can we bridge the gap between where we are now and what's likely going to start happening in the fall with a increase in activity for us, which is good, um, an increase in money, a decrease in personal time, but a most likely probably sudden shift back to... The way things used to be previously.
0: It feels like, literally went from zero to 180 in a heartbeat, because, I mean, when I did these rehearsals last week, it was like, okay, we're not easing into it, we're just gonna do this straight up, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. I'm gonna be honest, I don't have an answer. I don't have, again, I think for me personally, it's setting boundaries and limits knowing what I'm capable of doing, Mm -hmm. productive-wise, Um, versus also what can I do to take care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally. Personally, I think it's setting boundaries and time management and, Mm -hmm. you know, giving myself a day of rest.
1: Yeah, and hopefully when our music stuff picks back up, you can take other things off your plate.
0: And that's what I'm hoping for as well. I'm hoping that this music stuff can make up for time spent at other things. of things coming back and I got some pretty good responses I'll just share them but I'm gonna I'll keep them anonymous because I don't know if anybody feels comfortable um you know having their names out if you do just let us know (laughs) but uh the first response we got was I'm excited about things opening up again and people having live concerts but I'm also terrified because I'm stepping my foot to the real world for the first time That is totally understandable. I feel so bad for people that graduated and then COVID happened and there's not much to do. Yeah.
1: And they're probably more screwed than we are because at least we kind of have connections to, you know, we have schools that we used to work with, we can reconnect with. We've had, we have students that we've been keeping during this time. It's easier for us to kind of get back into what we were doing previously opposed to someone who was, who's brand spanking new.
0: My best advice for that, and this is coming from somebody that literally moved to a place where they didn't know anybody to, if you are looking to do lessons or help out clinicianing, contact as many schools around your area as much as you can.
1: Mm -hmm. No, actually, as much as you can. And you need to remind them that they're there because I know here in Georgia, school starts, I think, on August 2nd this year. So I'm going Oh my god, it's so, so early. early. So I'm going to reach out to the student or sorry, reach out to the schools in like a week.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to touch base again in too. August.
1: But most middle schools don't really have money and same with high schools until fundra- fall fundraisers. So then I reach out again in October. Don't be afraid to contact places multiple times.
0: Oh yeah, I've done that so many times. And you know, I will be honest, there are schools that I haven't heard responses from at all. But I have gotten lesson in inquiries where they're like, "Oh, my teacher told me about mm-hmm. you." And I will ask, "Where do you go?" And they're like, "I go to this school. My teacher told me about you because they saw you your email or they saw you on Google." And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, "Well, I'm glad that I exist mm-hmm. and that they know I'm over there." But, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to people, even businesses. I think when I first moved to Denver, I contacted not only schools, but I contacted uh, music stores.
1: Churches.
0: Yeah. Orchestras. Yeah. Even if they were a community group, just saying, hey, do you need a sub? Yeah,
1: put me on your sub list.
0: Yeah. Reaching out is the scariest thing, especially coming from somebody that, as introverted as I am around new people and new situations, is scary. But I think this was something that I just kind of said, okay, you got to do this. And it was something that we... That I learned in the entrepreneurship class that I took. Kind
1: of in saw. Undergrad. Yeah, <laughs> You need to self advocate and it goes it goes for putting yourself into the music market and it goes for self care and it goes for everything. No one else is ever going mm-hmm. to advocate for you, so you need to go do it yourself. The great thing about being freelance is that you make your own schedule, you set your own rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The bad thing is you don't have anyone to give you work. You have to work for everything you get.
0: If you're determined to do it, you can do it. Yeah,
1: but you gotta do it. You gotta do it. If that's a life that you're gonna live, you can't be afraid to reach out to people.
0: And you're not alone on the fear either of putting yourself out there or stepping your foot out there for the first time because I'm pretty sure I've been through it. Brittany's been Mm -hmm. through it. Everybody has been in that place. So you're not alone. I
1: remember before I got my master's, I would email schools and no one would take me seriously because I didn't have a master's and that was always upsetting.
0: Oh, same here. When I took that year off in between KSU and my master's, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I think I contacted so many places and got zip responses, and then I finally, like, six months into my year off, I finally got my first, like, school teaching gig, and it was great. I learned a lot, and I think that helped set me a little bit more prepared for some of the stuff I do now, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, I contacted so many people and did not get any responses, and I was like, you know what? I just got to keep trying, and that's what I did even when I started school. Yeah. So the second response comes from another person, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So the response is, I'm happy for the finances, but emotionally and spiritually not ready. I totally get that. That's
1: like my Emma right now.
0: I'm like, yay
1: money, but
0: more work? (laughs) I know. And again, it's, for me, it's all about that fear of doing an overload and not, taking care of myself.
1: It's a lot of mixed emotions. I never thought I would be honestly desperate to go into a school again, playing again. And I think part of it is that this is the stuff I've been doing for years. This is what I love. This is what I know. And I feel like I'm going to be very excited for like one day and then I'm going to be overwhelmed. Yes. Immediately.
0: Yeah. So we feel you on that one. Um, another response excited. This is what we have been waiting for, and I've missed so much, and I totally get that too. When I was playing with this orchestra last week, it felt actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. playing with a full group of people. Like it was weird because I was sitting there and I'm like, I think this is the most amount of people I've sat in a room with in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it felt so weird, but it was great playing with a real group again. Real I can't group. wait for that. I'm not gonna say that a big group. <laughs>
1: A, an in-person large ensemble?
0: Yeah, cause I've been playing with Nebula and we are a real group. I...
1: <laughs> but you're not large or?
0: We are a small group of people. We are not 30, 40 people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another response, so excited. Haven't had a in-person flute lesson for over a year. I need it. I totally get that too. There are some students that I finally have seen them in person since this like started.
1: Some of my students are still doing virtual.
0: I do have some students that are still doing virtual, and I totally understand that. yeah, it's, it's kind fine. It's easier for them and virtual is great because you know your students don't have to it's so dang you know, convenient travel here, yeah, and it's convenient for you if you have something going on, but teaching in person it's better, yeah, it's so nice to see them again, and it's I mean, I learned a lot from teaching online. it totally has its you know merit. It has, you know, upsides. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's not all bad.
0: No. So I'm glad that, you know, we're kind of doing a little bit more in person again. I'm sure it's a little bit easier for not only the teacher, but for the student as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, congratulations. Another response? It feels like it's all going to be ripped away soon because of the Delta variant. I am going to be really honest about this really quickly. I have not looked it up.
1: Okay, so the Delta variant... I forget where it was spreading. It was either California. I think it was California. But it, it's spreading and a big reason for it is because there are large portions of people who are still not getting vaccinated. So it's basically circulating <sighs> among those people. The concern is that that would allow it to mutate and then other people who are vaccinated might get it. I'm going to just come out and say I'm, I'm going to knock on some wood. I'm not worried about this. It's my hope. I, we definitely don't have enough vaccinations in the U.S. to have herd immunity, but I'm hoping that we have enough people to kind of... Can I just be honest?
0: Just Can you please get vaccinated if you haven't gotten vaccinated?
1: Can I just be honest? Why the fuck are you not vaccinated yet? Medical technology has gotten us this far. Just get your fucking vaccine. And
0: if you haven't gotten vaccinated and you're not sure, go to our friend Matt's podcast. Mm, Mmm, conversations. Because... They all talk about, about the vaccine, facts, -facts, (laughs) non-facts, and why the vaccine exists, why it's beneficial, what are some things about, that have been talked about that Mm -hmm. are not necessarily true. Go listen to them in conversations. That's three M's.
1: This vaccine has been around for like 20 to 30 years. They just revamped it a little bit. Because it was the SARS vaccine. They revamped it a little bit for COVID. I mean, get it. Exactly. Y'all, I feel fine. I mean, yes, occasionally my 5G does freak out a little bit. And I I do have little nubs on the top of my head where I think my antlers are going to come out. But otherwise, I'm fine.
0: And I promise, you're not going to be microchipped. Because if you have a smartphone and you're listening to this podcast on your smartphone, I'm government's government's already calling you. And you have a a
1: social security number. The government tracks you with that. (laughs) Your address is public information.
0: The government does listen in on phone calls, too, just letting you know.
1: And so do all your social media apps. They mine your data. Mm -hmm. And no, vaccines don't cause autism. No, that's not how it works. That's just not how it works.
0: (laughs) No. And I'll be really honest. I was a little skeptical at first seeing how fast it generated because I guess living in our day and age, when I think of vaccines, I think about vaccines that were developed at the beginning of the 20th century and, you know, like... These are vaccines that we got as little kids, Mm -hmm. babies even. And so I was a little skeptical at first, but where I work, I work next to a university. And one of the schools, I think it's the biology department. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the biology department, we get a lot of science. We, we, need, we not only get music majors because we're right next to the music school, but we get a lot of people in the science and math departments because their buildings are also like right next to where we are. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with one of our regulars who, he was doing a lot of research about COVID during this time. And he explained why the vaccine came, developed so quickly. He explained why it's not a bad thing at all. And, you know, that kind of put my mind at ease. I also read a little bit about it as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? This is not a bad thing. I would rather be safe. I would rather let others around me be safe. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to get a vaccine to protect myself as much as I hate shots, I will do it. Did I have a great experience? Absolutely not. My car broke down in the middle of the line. But guess what? My car got fixed.
1: <laughs> and you got Johnson & Johnson, like, a day before they took it off. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you guys want to listen a little bit more about that, Check out our Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, I totally talk about it. There's a reason why I didn't, like, boast about it on social media, because I'm still a little bit bad about that. So, um, anyway.
1: Honestly, if you are concerned about the COVID vaccine, do your own research. Don't listen to videos on Facebook. Don't listen to videos on YouTube. Half of It's, like, fake doctors. You get really weird, spammy shit. But just do some research from actual sources and just, you know, get your vaccine. Protect people. Yeah. Protect yourself.
0: Yeah, let's protect people. This is a continuation of that previous comment.
1: Oh, we're not we're not all the way through it? <laughs> not, not
0: yet. Yeah, <laughs> we got into that tangent. Sorry. <laughs> so the first comment, let me just reiterate it. It feels like it's all going to be ripped away soon because of the Delta variant or because of the lost connections. I've also lost momentum in my career that I had previously. So I totally I'm get that. I'm worried about I that. Mean, yeah, I was super, again... Before this, I was working non-stop, I had my routine, I was motivated, and then everything went downhill. Yeah. And my motivation was, I mean, I'm starting to get it back up again, but it's hard.
1: I know some of the people that I networked with to get gigs and to, like, work in schools and stuff were the kind of people who don't respond well to phones, and the kind of people you have to, like, nail down in person. So I'm a little worried, because I, I obviously haven't seen these people in a year and a half. So it's like, how am I going to get back to doing work for those people? So
0: yeah, I'm thinking like, how, what did I do before this working for these people? (laughs) Like, how can I not be socially awkward? I I feel like it's that I feel like I'm just way more socially awkward nowadays than I was before this. So yeah, teaching like a room full of flute kids that are in sixth grade that are obviously more concerned about tiktok than anything else is like
1: oh i mean i'm just honestly myself whenever i clinician kids usually love it
0: because <laughs> i'm mean, just awkward too. and
1: sarcastic and so i would just blend in really well with middle schoolers
0: And new co- another comment nervous to say the least for different reasons probably too much to type here i mean i totally get it those instagram stickers do not that have like a very short limit please but message us I'm and nervous.
1: let us know your full answer
0: Yeah. But I'm nervous. Like I'm nervous in many ways. Like will I get certain jobs back? Will I not? Will I overdo it? Will I not?
1: I know some people are still really nervous about COVID itself too. So I mean, I know I'm not I don't I don't think you really are.
0: I'm not as much, but I still wear a mask when I'm in places where there are a lot of people. Like if I'm at work at LaBelle Mm -hmm. that's a little bit different. But when I'm at Target or the grocery store, I still wear a mask.
1: See, around here, I feel like most people are not wearing them.
0: I've seen, like, a mix. It's like some people are still wearing them, some people are not. Mm Mm-hmm. They're hosting the All-Star Major League Baseball game here, Mm -hmm. so I think with um, the mask mandate not being mandatory anymore, the people that don't want to wear it and feel comfortable and are fully vaccinated are not wearing masks, but there are some people, I'm sure, that haven't gotten vaccinated yet and are still wearing masks because they're still in these highly crowded vicinities, so I totally understand. Well, there's
1: also a lot of people who are vaccinated and who choose to wear masks, which is fine. Mm (laughs) I mean, I just, I follow what the CDC says, so the CDC said it Same. It was okay, so I'm like, I guess it's okay.
0: Um, last comment, I live in Oklahoma, and there are no rules, just trying to be safe as possible, and I totally get that. I don't live in Oklahoma. What's in
1: Oklahoma? Corn?
0: There's cities. That's
1: a state that has, like, that handlebar in it. It's, like, square-shaped, and then it's, like, zigzaggy on the bottom, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about Oklahoma.
0: (laughs) I mean, I know that um, the University of Oklahoma, they have a really good football team.
1: I'm looking up Oklahoma.
0: We just got so silent (laughs) when you asked that.
1: It's known for its cowboy culture and capital complex, surrounded by working oil wells. Oh, so, I mean, cowboys and oil, it's probably really conservative, so that would make sense.
0: Yeah, but I totally understand if, like, because, I mean, you, you were saying something in Georgia, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard not a lot of people in Georgia are vaccinated.
1: Everyone that I associate with is vaccinated. But I do, I have heard that Georgia has a really low vaccination rate, and I think that's honestly because outside of Atlanta, and then, like, the other big metro areas, like, maybe Savannah, Macon, it's really rural, it's really conservative. Which, it's really unfortunate that we've gone to a time where your political ideology determines if you're probably vaccinated or not. That's really fucked up, but...
0: Well, I got it questioning my mom. My mom texted me, like, last week asking if I got vaccinated, and I said yes, and she said, oh, because, uh, not a lot of young people here are, and I don't know, I mean, she lives in metro Atlanta, and I was sitting there, I'm like, I'm pretty sure people in the metro area are. She
1: lives in Cherokee, right? Cherokee County, Yeah. Up?
0: I mean, again, Cherokee County is, like, you're literally, like, the southern half is, like, you're in metro Atlanta, and the northern half is, like, where am I? Cows. Anyway. <laughs> Not so much cows, forests, uh, mountains, horses, mountains, honey, trees, <laughs> <laughs> trees. I'm like, what else is there? Trees, maybe a bear. I don't know. But when did wearing a mask and getting vaccinated become such a political issue?
1: When Trump made it a political issue. Um, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we don't want to get political, but unfortunately, that's the answer to the question.
0: And I mean, like, I hope people out there are being as safe as they can, but there also is that other thought in mind that there are some people that don't care and just, you know, they're like, oh, it's the flu. And I, I get it, I totally get it, but.
1: <sighs> just cause you have that point of view doesn't mean everyone else does. Especially with something like health that is a community thing and it kind of relies on everyone covering their own ass to make sure that the community as a whole is okay. I don't understand why it's such a huge deal.
0: I want to be able to make someone else feel safe and comfortable if they are at risk. I care about human health and rights, so...
1: Yeah. You can really only do so much. That's kind of why, at this point, like I say, like, I'm not worried about the Delta variant. because I'm not worried about myself. Like, I'm vaccinated. All of my family is vaccinated. My very my close friends i know that they're vaccinated like the people that david talks to and interacts with us at work they're vaccinated so i don't need to worry about anyone so if yeah the way that i see mm-hmm. it is if you get vaccinated and if you can't get vaccinated and you do it that's great if if you don't not only are you selfish but you're endangering yourself and i can't control that so if you want to go out and risk your chances like that's that's on you and that's kind of where i'm at <laughs>
0: But yeah, thank you for those who shared your responses. I'm sure everybody has. I mean, from what I was reading, it seemed like there are a lot of mixed feelings, but it seems that everybody is kind of feeling a similar way.
1: Kind of a lot of ambiguity.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if you feel that way, you are not alone.
1: Mm-mm. If you don't,
0: you know, that's totally fine to, as well. Like, it, there's no wrong answers or feelings here at all.
1: We're still going through an event that we haven't gone through in over a hundred years. So however you want to process it and however you're reacting is probably okay.
0: It's valid. We have opinions. And so if you don't agree with them, that is totally fair and fine.
1: Moving forward, just do your best to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, doing what you need to do to move forward and do your best to try to get back into doing music. I know so many musicians who are not doing, either not doing music anymore or who have taken on other things to supplement income, and I'm sure we all can't wait to be doing more music.
0: Same. I'm excited.
1: I'm also excited. And self-care. Self-care is really important. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I can't think of anything else on this topic, can you? Yeah,
1: I think we're good, and
0: before we go, If you want to follow along with our next book, our next book that we'll be reading next week uh, will be The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson.
1: Because obviously we don't give a fuck anymore.
0: No, we don't. No fucks given. just a disclaimer though, we'll be probably saying the word fuck a little bit more in this podcast. So, if you're around small children, you might not want to say that or listen to this.
1: (laughs) You know, just... Stick some cotton balls in your kids' ear holes.
0: But we will be reading that next episode. So I believe we'll be doing chapters one and two. Yes. So that is something if you are following along, look forward to.
1: Go ahead and grab the book or don't grab the book, but definitely tune in next week. You won't want to miss it.
0: Yeah. Actually, this is a really good book so far. But... Yeah,
1: I really like it. But we'll talk more about that next week. Well, we'll be talking with you and we'll see y'all next week for... amount of folks we don't give which is none
0: (laughs) none none all right bye see you guys later